what's up what's up what's up we are hosting a special video event sponsored by target Mm -hmm. talking all about the artists and performances from the uncontained stage at afropunk atlanta make sure you tune in thursday november 11th to check it out it's one day only, so mark your calendar for 11-11, and we'll see you then at afropunkrewind.com. This is Uncomfortable is a podcast from Marketplace about life and how money messes with it. Join host Rayma Crace for a new season diving into money secrets, big and small. We all have money secrets. Some are private, the kind of secret that stays in the family, and then there are big societal secrets that dictate our day-to-day existence in ways we don't even realize. Subscribe to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes out now. Going to a show tonight after working hard, nine to five. Not talking about a movie, no, or a Broadway play. This show is live, and I know it's you I want to see tonight. Want to see you tonight. Buy my ticket at the door if it's a ride. If your performance makes me feel good, your love, your is so good. Good luck <laughs> deserves an encore. Your love, your so good. Good love deserves an encore. It's you singing all the parts at once. Is what is good to me. I love that. I mean, way to get it done. Okay, way to not need so anybody else, and way no. to get it done. I'm I am a one-woman band. I'm Jade, here for AKA it. Sherilyn. <laughs> I am here for it. I'm present. I'm accounted for. Praise the Lord. Niggas, niggas, niggas. Absolutely. Oh, that was a remix. It was. How are you? you? I'm all right. You know, I'm tired. We had an eventful weekend. Yes, we did. Um, Of work. But, you know, I'm here and I'm present and accounted for and I'm tired over all of the things that I asked to be tired about. And so even though I can say that I'm tired, I shall not complain. (laughs) Because, you know, you can be honest and truthful about your situation and still be grateful. You know what I'm saying? Tired doesn't make you any less grateful. Tired doesn't mean that you're trying to quit or that you don't appreciate opportunities. It's just an acknowledgement that the body. That's it. Could use some rest. Breaking down. That's all. How are you? I'm doing okay. I am safe and I have what I need. Um, Dealing with a little allergy situation, you know. Me too. The sinuses are doing a lot, but we're well. We don't have any complaints. You know, every time the sinuses get to flaring up, a nigga gets concerned. Same. Concerned. Real scared, but it's okay. You know, I'm. I have some home test. So far, so good. Um, so yeah. far, so good. And we can only do what we can do at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Move as safely as possible. We we were safe as safe as possible. So we just have to trust that we are taking the proper precautions and doing what is necessary to keep ourselves and others as safe. That's it right there. Well, oh, did you? 
did we properly greet them? I don't know if we did, but hey, everybody, welcome to uh, <laughs> the Getting Grown Show. I'm mm-hmm. Kia. I'm Jade. We are back to talk about the ghettos of adulthood, the worst hood we've ever endeavored to live in. And mm-hmm. we're going to do that around our very large, uh, but very capable kitchen table. Yeah, it's a very sturdy kitchen table. You know what That's I'm good. saying? Well, you're welcome Just here. Just picture the one from your big mama's house. Yes, There's indeed. always tea in the frigidaire mm-hmm. but we got uh what what were we i'm ch- we me and kia was talking about something before we started recording and we said we was gonna talk about it with you all i don't remember and now i cannot recall what it was about we talked about people bryson no, i know we talked, we, about we talked about freddie, freddie jackson. jackson now people um, bryson is probably who i have a, a, a irrational disdain for also i t- you heard me say i said freddie and people okay. and michael okay that's yeah. fair that's yeah, weird. I can't. Something about people. I don't Freddie understand Jackson. the Michael McDonald uh, one, but I will just let you have it because it's, I can't yeah. explain it. It's just one of those things. It's like how I rashly hated the Whispers cover. I don't know why. Is maybe it was the mustaches and the tan, but I just hated it. I hated the album cover. I will go Thanks. and turn it around in my parents' thing. Oh like, my I didn't want to. I didn't want to see it. But anyway, You're just we averse. got some trash to get into. So I think. We should head over that direction, shall we? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it in the morning. Let's do it. Oh, there's not a lot of basura, but there's a lot of basura. Mm. So first and foremost, this is very, very sad. Um... We want to send our condolences, as I'm sure many will be doing, to the victims um, and the, those who lost their lives in at the Travis Scott Astroworld uh, Festival. Um, I, it's being reported everywhere. I'm I know it is, uh, but essentially, there was a festival that he holds at Astroworld, which is the old Six Flags. Um, location in Houston mm-hmm. and it was I read some of the accounts from people who were at the festival and it was it was horrendous uh they're it calling so it a crowd people. surge or yeah. a stampede or I guess people mm-hmm. getting trampled and yeah it's really sad very scary what yeah. um I guess the the you know Eight, eight people lost their lives and so many mm-hmm. others were injured um, yeah, and traumatized uh, in many, many more ways. So it was just, I don't know, something, something that I never needed to see. But for anyone who was there or anyone who was impacted in any way by the tragedies that occurred uh, at that event, we are holding you in our prayers and thoughts. Um, yeah, and I don't to really the families know. and loved ones who lost people. It's just really sad that it had to, because it, it didn't have to be this way. I'm I'm wondering what you know what was amiss with security. Well, I like, heard what kind I of know. protocols you're supposed to have in order. You know, when you have mosh pits and things like that. Well, I've heard that lots of different things. It was I I saw something today that was you know someone was running around and randomly sticking or injecting people yeah. with needles and drugs and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Just it's just unthinkable. One boy things. said it was demonic. He was like, I can't. 
Mm. I can't call it nothing but that. He was like, it was just demonic the way people would. Because they were trying to get ambulances through the audience in order to. Because people were, like Kia said, they were being. they were being trampled. They were being stomped in these crowds and they were getting sucked under. I read one girl's account where she said that she had to find somebody to hold her to balance herself because if she would have fallen, she would have lost her life. She's like, she lost her best friend Mm. and she was like, it was literally people who were just falling and then they were getting stomped underneath all of these people because it was, she said every inch of space was a person. Yeah, and I mean, the videos that I have seen, um, yeah, I just can't. (laughs) Yeah, it's just really, it's really heartbreaking. And I, you know, I know there's a lot of finger pointing and things going on. I, I don't know if you can hold an artist accountable for not seeing. I don't know if they can see that kind of stuff from the stage if you're really aware. Because there's so much going on. But at the same time there should be protocols and there should be people in place to identify these types of behaviors, especially when you have somebody who incites people to rage that he tells people, let's be ragers, let's rage out. And so I would just think that you would have some systems in place, you know, to make sure that people are as safe as possible. But it's just, it's, it's, it was just an unnecessary tragedy and we just, feel for the people who lost loved ones and for the lives that were lost it's awful you know um and those that were hurt it was 10 year old who got hurt and 14 year old i think lost it was it's madness is what it was of course you know all the kardashians are putting out their statements and um moving on right (laughs) moving right along um so Viola Davis mm-hmm. is going to be playing Michelle Obama. Very nice. Uh, in a new Showtime limited series called The First Lady. So oh, well, they're going to highlight these different first ladies. I wonder who's going to play Jackie O and her shark teeth. Don't do Just... that. <laughs> Just... Don't do that. <laughs> Leave her alone. Oh, I know who could play Jackie O. Kirsten Dunst. Oh. Goodness. Can't you see it? If she died, where's she at anyway? I don't know. You know who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? The white lady with the teeth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kid my or whatever. Gosh. <laughs> oh my god. I think she will be a perfect Jackie O. I could totally see it. You slap a brown wig on that head. <sighs> Let me tell you something. Put me in casting, nigga. Mm-mm. I got an eye. Um, did you watch Insecure last night? I did. What you tell? Give me your thoughts. I know we have insecurity, but let you know we can talk about our opinions. I was triggered uh, by uh, I don't know. I just it was it was uncomfortable to watch uh, mm-hmm. for a number of reasons um, because that's just like a a very difficult circumstance. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And I just like, you yeah. know, like for all parties, it's just uncomfortable and, and, and challenging. It's a very sensitive sort of situation to negotiate and navigate. And I don't know. And it's it was just like, woof, this is so much. But it did, you know, as triggered as I was, I was also grateful. Like, whew, Lord, thank you that I've not 
found myself in in this particular set of circumstances and I hope that I'll continue to uh I hope to never have to be put in a position to have to have some of those very challenging Mm-mm. realities Mm-mm. to Tristan to negotiate. Said, you know, you know we got a real nigga ass relationship. Tristan said I'm going to get you pregnant. Oh. I said No, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, he did say that. He did say that. But um, this was after he go something, something that that's why I got you pregnant. And I said, uh, uh, I let you get me pregnant. <laughs> Let's be very clear here. Okay. I went almost 30 years of life, nigga, without having a kid. So <laughs> Man. you got me pregnant. I let you get me pregnant. <laughs> Pandemic. So. You know, I um, <laughs> I felt for Condola. I felt for her quite a bit because <sighs> A, she's just a hated character for no reason, right? If you really break this whole thing down, what did that lady really do wrong? No one. I, mean, I, I had that conversation with someone earlier today and I just feel like, you know, she's she is... She is like, you know, if we think of Issa as the protagonist of the show, she's someone mm-hmm. who is anti-Issa. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she is, mm-hmm. she's, her character is set to oppose the best interests of the protagonist. And so as such, you know, people are, are probably not going to like her. Mm-hmm. Um, They're automatically she, going to hate her. Yeah. And she hasn't really done anything to deserve it, but that's just... <laughs> That's just the nature of the beast. I have to say, though, that, you know, it was I don't want to say that I didn't feel bad for her, but I I felt like it was just hard to watch because I felt like. I felt bad for the baby. I felt felt Mm -hmm. bad for Lauren. I just I felt bad for I did because I just felt like, you know, this was just a, a terrible situation. And I felt like no one was really handling it in the most. I think that they're, you know, I don't want to say the best way because, you know, I've never been in it. So I don't I can't really qualify in that way. But to Mm -hmm. me, I just feel like a lot of communication that needed to be happening was not happening. Yeah. And that's because the communication didn't seem to be happening during the pregnancy or that's what it kind of alluded to, should I say? Well, for sure. And I and I think that um, it's just a very emotion like um, like people were f- defensive and emotions mm-hmm. were you know ruling the day like you know when you mm-hmm. when you are really emotionally triggered it's hard for you to think uh in ways and, ha- and have perspective about like you know other people's feelings <coughs> like you're trying to protect yourself mm-hmm. your best interest what you what you want and you desire and so it it was just very contentious it was the whole was. thing was really uncomfortable to watch and what I feel like it's been most interesting to me is to see how folks are responding, responding yeah. to it. And, um, it's just been interesting. Right. Cause I mean, the, I think folks are pretty divided. Of course you have the people, I don't even want to say that they're all men, but there are people who are, who feel like Lawrence is being wrong. That Lawrence isn't being, isn't, isn't, hasn't been given the opportunity to, um, speak up for himself or his interests or whatever or to sort of say you know and then there are people who feel like condola is 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 the one who is being wronged 
Um, and so I, I think it's been interesting to watch how folks have just been res- responding to it. For me, the whole thing was just like, dang, this is awful. I know. I don't want it no was, parts it of was, any of this. It was secondhand, like, oh, thank you. Listen, I mean, no one was grateful me, but... like me. I was in the like, Lord, I want to thank you because whew, <laughs> okay, it could have been like, another way, well, Jesus. It's not my life. Woo! I mean, when you step back and you look at the whole thing objectively, I, I, I can look at all sides of it. Do I feel bad for Lawrence? Mm, I think bad is strong. <laughs> I think that would be very strong. I feel strong like it's a, an unfortunate position to be in. It is, it, and that's exactly what it is. It's an unfortunate position. It's like you said, it's a tough situation for all parties involved. And it does, when you have yeah. a, a new baby that, that you're trying to get adjusted and they're breastfeeding and so forth and so on, and you all do have a different family where you are in two different households and then that's, you know, you have to learn how to navigate around that. But there is going to be a, a period of time where one may not be as present as the other. Um, and he can't be mad that she may not be fully comfortable with that new ass baby going with him. And he has barely spent any time with the baby as it is. And she's right. You get to well, call whenever is, you want to. Well, I mean, I hear it. And I totally, absolutely see Condola's, uh I see it. I do. Um, but I think like, you know, when you, when, when I think I, I put it, I'll speak in, in personal, local and immediate terms. Right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. when I think about raising a child, mm-hmm. it is, it is, you know, I think for, for a while there, this is, this is not a new conversation in terms of, mm-hmm. of, which parent bears the most responsibility Mm -hmm. and what equity or equality within that dynamic looks like Mm -hmm. and how that shapes how the co-parents or partners interact and engage with each other. And Mm so um, for me, it's just like what opportunities has Lawrence had to really be a part like you know was this set up for him to help in a, you know in a way and this is me not defending him but as i'm watching mm-hmm. this it's just like you're, you're asking what opportunities has he been given to help you know like you know mm-hmm. the you know it's not you know it's just so and i'm not and and you know even even his effort to be proactive still has to sort of be like approved or signed off on by condola and again not caping for him because I, I i just it just makes me think like wow what conditions must be there for th- this conversation to be had in a way where lawrence could help you know like he mm-hmm. and condola are no longer in a relationship mm-hmm. the baby lives with condola and is and mm-hmm. sort of dealing with the day-to-day of that would basically require him to live with Condola and the baby too, you know? But mm-hmm. is that an option? Mm-hmm. Is that something that's on the table? And what does that mean for them? You know, how does how do you negotiate that if they're not in relationship? Um, especially with him not living in the same Especially city. with him not living in the city. Is and and is it like, you know, if he just, you know, even if he even if he decides to move back, if he doesn't mm-hmm. live there, you know, there still would be some level of Im- imbalance. Absolutely. And what, yeah. and what, um, how do, how do you ne- negotiate that? What are, what are the boundaries? What, what license do, do folks have to sort of 
ask for what they want or what they need, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, that those are the those were the things that were coming to my mind. So I recognize that it's a ter- it's it's hard, but I was just looking at it like, dang, how could this be set up for <laughs> for it to work? And I I I felt the frustration of that. Where it's yeah. like you know I want to and and it and it's it's it was never go- it's never going to be a fully balanced situation like you said. Just well, my grandma said how... even when you marry, is, is it ever really a fully ba- balanced situation? Even when right. when the part when there it is a live-in situation, the co-parenting situation is a live-in situation. Mm-hmm. Is it fully balanced? So that's why I said this is not a new conversation. And mm-hmm. so as I was watching it, I was thinking about like so what what kind of conversation needs to be had and when does that conversation need to happen in order for Mm -hmm. it to even be set up that way? Mm -hmm. Is it like, you know, is Mm -hmm. it like, I I agree that it probably should have happened very early on in the pregnancy. Like, how are we going to figure this out? How are we going to work, work at this and Mm -hmm. what allowances and compromises are we willing to make toward each other? Because it does have to come from both sides and so that's Mm -hmm. those are the things that i was thinking about as i was watching it like not only is this this is terrible and hard to watch but thinking practically and pragmatically like how could you even go about fixing it that's where very clear communication has to come into play and i don't even know if there is a fix as opposed to just like we have to figure out a resolve right like some sort of compromise for our specific situation um, I don't know if it's ever going to be equitable. There's, You can look at this in so many ways. People may not like this, but yes, two people did make this baby. Mm-hmm. And when somebody chooses, they say, listen, I'm going to choose to have this baby, which means I, w- and I want to be the primary parent of this child, right? Does that also mean that the other person does not have a right to be in this baby's life. No, it doesn't. But what does that look like? And, and what, yes, what does that look like? And and is that a conversation that is had? Because if it's if the conversation is not had, then both parties are left to sort of reach their own conclusions about what this mm-hmm. situation means. And I think that that's what happened, right? And so one of the reasons they can't have a clear communi- a c- clear conversation about this is because they there's still emotional shit there, right? Very so much it's so. very hard to have a clear conversation with somebody when you are, uh, you're angry with them. Well, yeah, and you're I think resentful. it requires a vulnerability, mm-hmm. right, that mm-hmm. is uh, difficult to do when you, like you are saying, are emotionally attached to someone. Um, and just had a baby. And just had a baby. And so mm-hmm. all of all of these things, uh, it, it was a really sort of like thought provoking, uncomfortable sort of space. And I, mm-hmm. and I try, try to will myself to sit in it. Right. Because usually when I feel like I'm being stretched beyond my comfort zone, I'm like, well, let mm-hmm. me do something else. Cause this is uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I made myself to sit there and watch it. And literally as I'm watching it, I'm thinking like, dang, like how do you work around this? What is, what are the way, what are the ways that, um, you begin to figure out and process and work through this together. Um, yeah. how, and how honest are you willing to be about what it is that you need and what it is mm-hmm. that you're willing to do and all, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I felt like this was some real adult stuff. <laughs> 
And it is. as uncomfortable as, as it made, made me, I'm very grateful that I've not, <laughs> that I don't have to. <laughs> woo, I was like, Lord, I just ain't nobody want to thank you like me, huh? Because, woo, this is Listen, ghetto. And I don't There's have- certain things I'm not built for. Oh. And, it, and I just ain't built for it. And I and I shout out to everybody who is. And I just, I'm just not. <laughs> I just said, listen. No, nobody I, wants I, to be dealing with that, and I don't. And I don't. You know, it is. It was. A, it's an unfortunate circumstance for all parties involved, but very specifically the baby. So, I felt so horrible because I'm just like, and I mean, just and I, regardless, I know folks might not agree, but I I believe that you know, babies. You know, we know babies are little people, and 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 they're vulnerable. And defenseless yep. because they cannot articulate. Yep. But I do feel yep. like they sense and feel and perceive things. Absolutely. Which is they, what old boy was telling Lawrence. Right. And I mm-hmm. and I feel like we and, and my, my mom really believed this because you know, a lot of the my my my, my parents were not in a good place when my mm-hmm. brother was born. Mm-hmm. And my mom t- was very vocal about how stressed and anxious and upset she was during her pregnancy and my brother as a baby, you know, had lots of different health issues and some temperament issues. Mm, And she really mm -hmm. believed that it was because he was like, Brian, she was like, Brian sat in all of my mess. Like he was, Mm -hmm. he was, he was, you know, he fed off of all of the stress that I was feeling. And I Mm -hmm. feel like it played out into his temperament and his demeanor early on Mm -hmm. in his life. And I believed her. Cause I mean, and that mm-hmm. ever since then she made it her mission when she saw, you know, she would was vocal about, you know, people in our lives, friends, family members, women who were pregnant. Um, and she was, there was one thing I can always say that I've always heard my mother sort of say, like, you know, whatever it is that you're stressed out or worried about, try your best to work through it so that your child doesn't feel that anxiety in your body. So she was like, those things, you know, your everything that you feel, your baby feels. So you have to be yep. conscious of that. And so really being, um, sorry, being um, intentional about like coping and, and doing mm-hmm. things to sort of relieve that stress and anxiety that you feel. And, I feel like not only that's not only a thing when the baby is, you know, still in your belly, but early on, mm-hmm. you know, the baby is is learning, like, and you know, dealing and, and getting a sense of trust and attachment, right? Yep. And so that sort of tension between mm-hmm. the parents is palpable for the baby, mm-hmm. and folks don't think that it makes a difference. But I've been reading this book about. Um, sort of like trauma from a neurological perspective. Mm. And it talks about like, you know, like trauma, like the body physically responds to trauma in a certain way. And it begins mm-hmm. literally at birth, your body. Mm. And, and, and there, there are four different layers of your neurological system that perceive trauma in a particular way. And it's really like whatever your initial experiences are, is training you to sort of cope with trauma in a very particular way. And so that's why it's important that we think about these things. And I mean, I don't want to mm-hmm. get too deep and heavy, but like, no, I love that's that, why though. I was saying like, you know, this is why it's important. And going forward, it's my intention to be as thoughtful as possible to make sure that whatever my circumstances may end up being, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm doing things in a way to sort of mitigate these huge 
unfortunate situations that are unfortunately very common. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to to be sitting between two parents that hate each other. Like I feel that I felt that, mm-hmm. and I was much older than little Elijah, <laughs> but uh, but I know ja. I know what that does mm-hmm. to a to a child. So it was very mm-hmm. triggering for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, they gonna have to get get through this. And I don't know what it's going to look like. I wondered if like is 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 um Lawrence gonna are they gonna try to come back together? Are they gonna try to move in together? Are they gonna try I to- have a feeling there's gonna be a period where they try to do the whole like, well, uh, let's see if we can make this family thing work, or at least one of them will try, and I feel like it's gonna be him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because he's he's the one who feels like the oddball out. You know, he's like, I got this crib sitting here, but there's no baby in it. Like, but he uh, he has a privilege. He's got a privilege, unfortunately, of of being able to check in when he wants to. Right? Is it does it make it right? No, but that's what he has. Checking in when he wants to, even when they showed that side by side of of you know Which her, I she doesn't have <laughs> like, right. Like, I'm like she getting up in the middle. He, this nigga gets to go out to dinner and fuck and have drinks and da 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 and blah blah blah. I don't know. It's a but it's a complicated conversation because on the other side of things, which people don't want to say and they don't like it, we also make choices. Right. And when we make choices, we have to sit in those choices. Right. And whatever comes along with those choices is what comes along. And if we choose to have a baby. And we choose to have a baby and say, I'm going to do this without a partner. That is absolutely fine. Every family looks different. But just understand that that comes along with certain things. And so she has to understand that on the, same, on the, on the other side of things, that she made a choice. There are, and, right. There are know, costs and benefits for every choice. And there are know, things that you, you know, like you, you don't always get to have your cake and eat it too. Unfortunately not. And so if you say, I, you know, so we may be out here freezing our eggs and say, hey, when I turn 45, you know, if I'm not with somebody by now, I want to have a family. That is absolutely fine. You also understand that that comes along with a certain amount of responsibility Fair. and and everything else when you are help, you, assisting with somebody else's life. That's real. And so... You know, that's just that's a conversation that we have to have also. But then on the other side, of the, it takes two people to have a baby. So, you know, it's just, it's a lot there. There's a lot there. I was very pleased to see Lily Rashawn. Oh, we, wasn't it a joy? Such a joy. I hope that we get to Such see more joy. of her. I hope so, too. With her sweet spirit. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, we all love auntie kiki, kiki. palmer who has sure. been an auntie since she was 12 <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know she's just one of them people where it's like even when you roll your eyes you can't help <laughs> but to you can't help but to crack a smile and be like this motherfucking oh, kiki palmer i mean she everywhere <laughs> every single place this Kiki Palmer is just, you know what? I, I just have to love her because I, I can't. I can't do nothing else. So, but um, that was, you know, that this was not insecurity. This was getting grown does insecure. And Y'all make sure you all check, check it out. out. Okay. And listen to insecurity for your official, official yes. recap. 
of uh, Insecure. Every episode, it comes out right after the episode is finished. Mm-hmm. Um, and last up on the trash, before we leave, you know, I just, I would be super remiss if we did not shout out Melissa Misdemeanor Elliot, who received her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame today. Okay. I mean, if flowers deserved. Come on. Okay. It's your flicking freaking friend. Yeah. Is it worth it? Let me work it. Okay. So don't I look like a Halle Berry poster? (laughs) (laughs) We love, 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 love us some Melissa over here. Yes, we do. Um, and we're so happy to see it. She deserves every flower that she gets and she deserves them while she's here and while she can accept them all because she has made such a stamp on the industry and on music. Um, and she's just, she's such a beautiful spirit and unapologetically herself. Get it, man. You know, and stays the fuck out of y'all's mess. Period. And she's just, she's just an icon. And so we love to see it. We love to see it. So we have to shout out Missy. We do. Missy Elliott for receiving her star today. Absolutely, we do. We love to see it. Congratulations, Missy. And that's it. That is it for the trash. Um, I'm not going to talk about the Summer Walker album because I am not listening to it. I will tell you all. You know what? No, I'll save that, actually. I'll save it. Um, And that's no shade to anybody because Antonio, of all people, yes, shout out to you. Really? And, oh, let me tell you something. Antonio bought a signed copy of Summer Walker's album. Really? Standing hoard. Very hoard. <laughs> very, very hoard. I cannot relate, but listen, I celebrate I can't everyone's either, but choices. It's fine. I celebrate everyone's choices to do what it is that they want to do. You have every right, yeah. as do I. You and we, as we all do. And my right is that I just. You know, I, I I got enough sad music on my playlist. I don't. I just don't need no more. <laughs> I just don't. it's right. enough niggas begging in my title and on my Spotify. <laughs> I don't need no more sad music on my shit. Fantastic. I'm just saying, Donnell Jones is still trying to figure out where he wants to be. But we have a shout out um, <laughs> to get to. So let's head over that direction. My sister's popping right now. Like. This week's shout out to my sister is brought to you by Target. Target is partnering with HBCUs to support the next generation of black talent. So we're dedicating this segment to HBCUs as well. One of the ways Target is teaming up with HBCUs is through Target's HBCU Design Challenge, where HBCU students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. Winners also receive a cash prize, equipment, mentoring, and networking opportunities. And this year's winners are from FAMU, Bowie State, and Hampton. Check back during Black History Month to see the latest winners' designs that will be featured in Target's 2022 Black History Month collection. Suppress... God damn it. Okay, I'm going to do the call to action right now, Ty. (laughs) Suppress your legacy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Celebrate your legacy. Invest in the future. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more. All right. I'm excited because we are back and we are still celebrating HBCUs, HB, Black Excellence that's happening in HBCUs oh, yes. amongst HBCU alum, um, s- students, past, present, future. 
We love to see it. This we particular sure shout out goes to, um, so there's lots going on in the great city of Detroit. Um, oh yes. The historically black college, um, known as Lewis College of Business. It was the first and only HBCU in Detroit, Michigan. Um, it was closed down mm -hmm. and is set to reopen in 2022. Um, it is now been called the pen. It's now being called the Pencil Lewis College of Business and Design. The school will offer programs in design, sustainability, business, and STEM in collaboration with the College for Creative Studies. Um, and there will be a special focus on school design because the founder of Pencil, by the name of Dwayne Edwards, uh, pen, mm -hmm. um, you know, is set to reopen. He actually is the largest shareholder at Lewis College and, and plans to reopen this HBCU, um, which is dope, dope, dope. And so yes. um, Dwayne Edwards, famous shoe designer, uh, he, he, is, he owns and operates the Pencil Design Academy out of Portland, Oregon. Um, and hey. he is a famous designer, shoe designer. He's worked with Nike and actually, uh, contributed to the design of a lot of the Jordans that, that we all oh. know and love. Right. Oh. And so, um, he has been, uh, really, he is partnering, um, to reopen this, uh, Lewis college of business, which was originally founded in 1929, um, oh, wow. by uh, a black woman by the name of Violet T. W Violet T. Lewis. Um, very black. Very black. But she opened uh, the school and it was, um, it was founded originally in Indiana. The second school in Detroit was founded in 1939 and the institution was primarily for women um, who were training um, for career development and advancement. Um, and so like lots of black women in the thirties and forties went to Lewis to learn how to be secretaries mm -hmm. and to join the workforce. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, it was given an HBCU designation. Unfortunately, um, it was closed down, um, mm -hmm. for different financial and accreditation issues, but now it's going to mm -hmm. reopen again. Thanks to Dwayne Edwards and pencil. They're reopening it and it's going to be Shout hopefully Dwayne. Yeah. Hopefully we're going to get that HBCU designation back and we're going to have another, um, another HBCU out there in the Detroit area. Um, I love it. We're excited to see it. So it's going to be the pencil Lewis college of business and design. Um, and it's now seeking uh, authorization to operate as a educational corporation from the Michigan Department of Education. So th this will be the only HBCU operating in Michigan yet again. And mm -hmm. so we are hoping, um, but their their plans to reopen uh, in March of 2022. They're going actually going to start receiving applications in December. So shout out new HBCU on the scene or returning. Okay. And we're excited because, I you know. I love to see that. that. So shout out. Shout out to uh, to uh, Dwayne Edwards and Pencil. Um, and now this is brand new. Pencil brand new coming in HBCU coming bike. 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 Another location for us, you know, for our young uh, black students to attend and I just I'm very excited to hear about that mm -hmm. you said Indiana and I had to get silent because it was you know, Indiana and in Detroit moved to Detroit in Detroit, yeah, That's Detroit where, good Yes, we're going to pretend that it started there because Indiana oof, 
don't do this. Please, thank you so much. Mama told me if I ain't got nothing nice to say. Anyway, let's move along to this kitchen table. Be nice. This podcast is supported by a brand new Broadway musical that literally sounds like the show that I've been waiting for my entire life. I'm talking about all 39 years at this point. It's called MJ. And no, it's not about that bald-headed Michael Jordan. Although that would be, although that would probably be a good time, and I would probably be on time for that too. But this here is about the one and only Michael Joseph Jackson. Joseph Jackson. Okay, MJ the Musical takes audience behind the scenes of the Dangerous Tour to witness the creative process of this one-of-a-kind, iconic artist and one of the greatest entertainers in history. All right. And just an FYI, I have been hearing some amazing things about this production. The creative team are some major theater and music heavyweights, including two-time Pulitzer Prize winning playwright Lynn Nottage and rich in tone Talawega, who danced with Michael himself. Plus, I got a chance to see the song list, and it's incredible. Every song you love. I mean, every song I love. 25 of Michael's biggest hits. Trust me, this is going to be huge. Performances begin December 6th at the Neil Simon Theater in the heart of New York City. Get more information and tickets at mjthemusical.com. All right. And so what I've noticed out there on the interwebs and just sort of in the news and media, Mm -hmm. we are navigating, we're living in a time that is being referred to as the Great Resignation. Um. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, this, these are these are um, this is as early as early October. I mean, as mm-hmm. late. I mean, as recent as early October. Uh, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics announced that as of that time, 4.3 million Americans, or 2.9 percent of the entire workforce, quit their jobs in August of 2021, which mm. was a record-breaking month. Um, that was piggybacking off a of previous record month. So this is this trend. We've been trending higher and higher as as the months mm-hmm. progress. The real, the great resignation is real, and it and it's being seen across all industries. We're living in a time where there seems to be a surge. Folks are quitting their jobs. I'm not surprised to hear that. What makes it di- what makes this time different than than previous periods of people sort of quitting their jobs or or the shifts in the job market. Uh, what's happening now is unlike anything that has ever been seen in this in this country. And economists and and um, mm. politicians and posters have lots of theories about why this may be happening. If I think about it within my at my own job, there have been lots of shifts and turnovers, people mm-hmm. leaving. Um, and you know, just sort of I think about not just at my own place of work, but others other folks that i know or am associated with people are changing careers people are Mm -hmm. making different choices um going back to school um all kinds Mm -hmm. of things are are happening so i want us to sort of sit with this for a little while and think through the great resignation why what is it what is it that you think is happening is what comes to mind for you um why, why is it that it seems like we are fed up and what this yes. means for millennials and Gen Xers and all of that jazz. So you know, I fall in this, uh, and I think you do, yeah, in this in this weird area of 
the early millennials, right? Where we grew up very similarly to Gen X. We're like zillennials. <laughs> We're not. And so very similarly, but then at the same time, we have a different uh perspective because of how we've lived in this world and how it has shifted as we have continued to get older right Mm -hmm. so i have two different theories that you know i think work with one another (laughs) one of them is like you said a lot of young people are fed up you know what i'm saying they're like not tolerating a lot of the bullshit that a, a, maybe, you know, a lot of former generations might have tolerated at jobs, you know, they might have felt you, there's a more opportunities out there. You know, we've seen um, we've seen jobs be created. We've seen social media just take over in this way where it has created a stream of new jobs and where people have shifted and we've got the influencer market now, which was not a thing before. And, you know, it's just so many different things. So I think because of how the world is shifting, that's why things are shifting in that direction. I also think there is a bit of entitlement and laziness. And I hate to sound like, you know, shout out Boomer. That's what the, is that what they say on the internet? But <laughs> I don't know what they say on the internet. But to an extent, I think that it's wonderful to have boundaries, and I think it's great that we're that we're getting to this place where people are like, I don't want to waste my 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 years, my good youth, on a place that I'm not happy at. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that's a beautiful thing. I think on the other side of things, there's a bit of an entitlement at times where it's like. I don't want to do anything I don't want to do. Mm. And that's not realistic. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and I even look at a lot of a lot of us when we were 25 and I look at like maybe some 25-year-olds now. I'm not saying all of them cuz it's going to be a slew of them I'm like, "Well, wait a minute because I got my own and I have a job and I graduated from this and that's great." But I'm seeing a, a bit of a shift where there's like these these young people, these early 20s, and I don't be knowing what they're doing, man. I'm be real honest with you. I'd be like, man, what well, are you doing, I think man? It's fair and to it'd be say like, these are not all young people that are making this, this it's, decision. It's not. No, it's not. It's not just the young people. But I, I, I have noticed that with with a certain patch of young people right now, where it's much different than when we were 25. I'm like, wow. I don't know. Hmm. I can't say that I engaged with a whole bunch of young people. <laughs> so I don't know I what they're thinking about. Shit. Huh? Right. I got cousins and right. shit. Right. You know. And so and so I will say this. I think I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that I'll be honest, like many of us are not okay after the pandemic. I won't say after the pandemic as if the pandemic is over. But I will well, say yes. um, you know, I honestly, the the last 18, 19 months have been very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of navigating the conventional everyday stress of my job mm-hmm. um, within a world that's been dealing with some really challenging, unprecedented things um, and having to deal with that during a time and season in my life where I am, you know, single and responsible for myself and 
and having to really bear the burden, mm-hmm. the brunt of, of this, navigating this alone. And so working um, and, 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 you know, in places or working with organizations that are still very much subscribed to that conventional kind of grind culture that doesn't really give people space to sort of catch their breath or, or shift or adapt to whatever changes is going, changes are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really been difficult to find balance and, and, you know, it's been hard. And so I could totally see folks just being burnt out and not mm. really absolutely making this choice from a place of uh you know well I will say well making this decision from a place of duress mm-hmm. um and so I think that there's a lot of that going on because there is mm-hmm. this rush back to normalcy when the truth yeah. of the matter is the world is forever changed yeah. and um you know, I think a lot of this, you know, there's probably a good portion of this to your point where folks are sort of realizing that they have other options and sort of pursuing other things. Mm-hmm. But other people are just sort of like fried up. Right. I'm just fried up. And if, no, I don't, absolutely. if I don't stop, if I don't make some changes, then I'm not going to be OK or I'm making this choice. This is not sustainable. Right. For to me. protect myself, to protect my mm-hmm. my future and, and those kinds of things. And so I do I do feel like that is contributing to the great resignation in in a very serious way. Um, Absolutely. I, I and I and I didn't want to I don't hope, I hope what basically what I was saying was kind of a general observation of things I've seen over several years before the pandemic. Um, but the pandemic is a very fair uh, that's a that's a huge component, you know, to throw in there, too, as well. Like you said, there's many people who are not OK. Um, and I think there's also a lot of people who are like, this has showed me that I don't I I, I don't want to waste my time doing anything that Absolutely. does not make me happy. Absolutely. Because you don't know how this world is going to continue to shift. And this has shown me that I have that. different options. Like there are, mm-hmm. you know, I think this has shown that there's a lot more flexibility around sort of absolutely productivity and quote unquote success. Right. I think for many of us millennials and zennials or whatever, um, <laughs> we've been sort of raised up to think that there is only one way to sort of be successful in our our respective industries and i think Mm -hmm. this time has has proven that there's a lot more flexibility out there around not just what we do but how we do Mm -hmm. it and so many people are 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 um moving in favor of options that's that alleviate them of some of the of the less convenient aspects Mm -hmm. of their of their work and career and um I think that is kind of cool. And I, I think what's no, I interesting. Think that's awesome. Yeah. What's interesting is like, this is kind <laughs> of an employee's market right now. Mm-hmm. I think because folks are leaving and leaving quickly and leaving in such a way that, um, you know, organizations uh, are recognizing that they may or may not be, uh, you know, affording their employees with optimal conditions. Mm-hmm. And I think this may lead to some, some organizations and businesses and industries making some very necessary changes mm-hmm. um, for the better. Like, you know, so that folks are not just surviving their professional lives, but are thriving in them. 
Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that is really cool. Um, and I'm personally in a place where I'm sort of thinking and imagining about what my options and possibilities might be. Mm -hmm. Um, and thinking about, you know, my life more so in the long term, because, you know, the last mm -hmm. 18 months, 19 months have been really hard. And so I have to mm -hmm. really sit and consider like, what does this mean for me? And, and if I continue at this rate or at this pace, what costs might I be making, um, for myself, not only professionally, but personally and spiritually mm -hmm. and emotionally in my mm -hmm. own life. And so I think, I think that the great resignation represents, uh, enlightenment and agency amongst us. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot mm -hmm. of us are, are taking, are paying attention to what it's meant to live in this world for the last few months and, in in trying to think about what it would look like to make some different choices moving forward. Yeah, and I'm, yes, I agree with you on that. Um, I had a point that I was getting ready to say to you and I lost it. <laughs> no, I do think that you're right, though. I do think that there are some people. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, I go remember. ahead. Go ahead. Um, I also think that there has there's an old old mindset that is being broken now mm -hmm. that speaks to your point of, because there is there is an older generation that feels like there is only one way to do things mm -hmm. also as well, right? Um, you come into an office, you come in at this time, yeah. you leave at this time. These are the things that you sacrifice for this position, mm -hmm. so forth and so on. And this is a time where people are showing, like you said, there's a different way to do things and things can still get done. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of pushback on that um, from people who can't break out of that mentality. And I think it's great to see so many people show, hey, we can get all of these things done and we don't have to be in your face every day. Mm -hmm. Nobody has to be reporting to you. This mindset that you have to be over somebody that you've got to micromanage and, and look at every little step that they're taking. I think seeing that... Um, and I'm not saying that people can't do that digitally as well because they can, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I think that mentality is now starting to be broken down a little bit, you know, with this great resignation as you enlightened me to. Well, no, I didn't know. I mean, I saw NPR and I'll add these. Um, I'll, I'll make sure that these links end up in the description box. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, there are there uh, are tips, you know, there's certain certain career counselors and coaches are offering people's people tips that this is this is an optimal time for you to reboot your life or reboot your career if you mm -hmm. have realized that there are things that uh that the last 18 months has taught you about yourself and you mm -hmm. know you might be inspired to try something new or or make some changes what are what are some things that you want to keep in mind um or consider mm -hmm. as you sort of sort of thinking about this whether that be um you know taking inventory of your finances and figuring out what flexibility you have there. Mm -hmm. um, what options you might have as far as sustaining yourself in the interim until you find the right position. Uh, mm -hmm. What kind of questions do you need to ask yourself so that you can ascertain, like Jay said, is this just a matter of something of, of you not doing what you don't want to do? Um, you know, out of like, thing, man. out of being like, is this like a temporary tire or are you like actually burnt out? Um, right. Is this, you know, you know, are you making this from a, from a place of duress? Are you making this mm -hmm. decision from a place of 
angst or anxiety or resentment? Mm -hmm. What are some questions you might need to ask yourself? What do you need to learn about the job market or the industry that you think you might want to pursue? Mm -hmm. um, do you know enough about that? What are you What are you basing your decisions on? So I think that there there are some resources and things to think about out there. Um, what models or mentors might you like? You know, is have you ran this by anybody? Uh, mm -hmm. Have you spoken to your counselor or therapist about it? Mm -hmm. um, what you know, everybody might not need to up and quit, but what are are there different supports and allowances that you might be able to ask your employer, your employer, your current employer, or your organization? Can you ask them to, to for for a time off or a leave of absence? Or like, absence, are there yeah. other certain are there other ways that you can? sort of navigate and negotiate this time. Um, and so I thought it would be cool for us to just sort of talk mm -hmm. about it. Uh, since this is happening in such a way, I figure there may be some folks that listen to our show who may be thinking about these things. Um, My cousin just quit his job. He'd been working at that job for 14 years. In his 40s, he's been in this industry for a really long time. Yeah. And he made a decision for his mental health. He It was initially a leave of absence. And then he was like, you know, I'm going to leave this region and I'm yep. going to go and take my experience elsewhere. And it's time for a fresh start with things. I've been clocking into the same place for 14 years, going through snowstorms and this yeah. and that to get here. And I, so I do think from that aspect is beautiful. And I, I hope it didn't come off like, no, no, I no, think I the think, transition. No, you're right. I think, and I think that there's so many layers to this. So there's no wrong way to think about it. I also want to point out that there are people who are resigning, not because they want to, but because they have to, there've been shifts yes. in childcare and shifts in education. Yes. Sometimes people have, have some one, one article I read, um, you know, a mom who had had been homeschooling her children throughout mm -hmm. uh, the pandemic realized that they weren't getting the level of quality of education that she mm -hmm. thought they should, they should be getting. So she left her job so that she can homeschool them full time. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. you know, so there are certain other choices that that people are making, not just for themselves, but for the betterment of their children or the betterment of their families. So this is not just about people who are sick and tired of working or sick and tired of working mm -hmm. at their at their particular job. But the world has shifted in such a way. There are people who are walking out for their own safety. There are teachers who are walking yes. out, uh, you know, because they're they they the conditions at their schools may not be safe around yes. certain vaccine, vaccine mandates, policies, mm -hmm. uh, you know, no mask policies. And people are making mm -hmm. choices that are Florida. all contributing to this great resignation sort of phenomenon. So mm -hmm. I just thought it would be cool for us to, to chat about it and, and sort of. No, I think that's a, I think that's a dope conversation. And yeah. like you said, it's layered. I'd love to get into so I, w I wonder if anybody's done any studies on this. No, I think that there's lots of stuff out there. I think people are starting to look into it because this mm -hmm. is, like we said, a newer phenomenon. And I do mm -hmm. feel like there is something. People are reimagining the way that we think about work and employment. Mm -hmm. Many of us are, are living to work. You know, or working. To, I don't know. Was it working to live? Living, living live to, work, to work, mm -hmm. or working to live? Work well, I think live. instead we should be we should working be working to live. to live, right? But right. many of us, but we're living to work, right? We are, are living yes. to living to work, right? <laughs> I had to make sure I had that right. <laughs> had to get that together, <laughs> right? But, but you know, but 
many people are, are thinking and, and thinking about whether or not, you know, and I get that. We all, for all my life, I've been told to go to school, get the job, go to school, get the degree, mm-hmm. get the job, go to school, get the, and now, you know, I've been blessed to accomplish certain things and be in certain spaces. And I have sort of, mm-hmm. you know, well, <laughs> you know, I, Sometimes it's easy to feel like I'm still running on this treadmill, right? And at what point am I going to be able to reap from the benefits of all of this labor that I have invested over the years? And what if, what is, what would it look like for me to sort of reimagine and reconsider what even counts as work? And, you know, and it took me a long time to realize this, you know what I'm saying? Like how long did I think about this podcast is like a side gig, a side hustle, just Mm -hmm. something I do on the side. And now I'm really starting to see the ways in which this work is a job informs, <laughs> you know, this work informs my academic work, my scholarly work. Mm-hmm. The two are very mm-hmm. much connected because, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm the thing that connects them. Right. Because mm-hmm. this is very much a part of who I am and what are the, what would it look like for me to sort of build upon that synergy instead mm-hmm. of trying to find ways to split myself into two different people. So I think that mm. there, there are, there's just a lot of that this that this particular mm-hmm. season um you know forces us into sort of reflecting and thinking and there are no right or wrong answers it's just a matter of thinking about um you know what to do how to move how to strategize and trusting yes. yourself to sort of learn through these difficult and, and uncomfortable growing pains and so i just i just thought it would be cool for us to sort of kick this topic around we didn't really have any sort of set no set sort of agenda but just wanted to let you know what I have been researching and seeing out here on the interwebs mm-hmm. and just getting some conversation going. But I would love to know, you know, from our listeners around the kitchen table, yes. are you, are you, uh, what, what is, what does this great resignation mean to you? What are the ways in which it has, it is informing or shifting your choices going forward? Is it something that you considering? Is it something that you, that you have not considered, but, you know, weren't aware of until now. Like, let talk to us. Let us know. Is this something you've already done? Do we have right. a, a getting grown crew of great resignators? Of, of, of great resignees. <laughs> y'all, y'all have resigned and, and gotten out of here. You know, folks are going back resignators, to school. Mount up. <laughs> folks are going back to school. Folks are making different choices. Folks have have mm-hmm. birth. You know, side hustles that were born in the pandemic that are you know bringing yes. in revenue and resources I mean, that folks can sustain themselves on so they're moving differently what does it look like what does it mean and you got and and if you look at some of these young people and they've said it and you can't be mad at them where they're like i am making the money that that i was that everything y'all told me to do with like this is what i'm i was supposed to be making this money at like 60 <laughs> like, but I'm making it now. What y'all want me to do? I'm going to Bali, bitch. I think so. the, world, like, the world is different. And I think every generation has to sort of deal with this. Right. But like, you know, we talk about this all the time. The things that I'm dealing with, facing, considering, negotiating mm-hmm. in my life, even if I was to share it with my mom, she doesn't even have the frame of reference to sort of help me navigate through it. And so that, my mother doesn't think I have a job. <laughs> and my mother doesn't know that I have a podcast. So 
Right. <laughs> and so, and, and so, I mean, even that, like, you know, and I've, I've, we've talked about this before, how that decision to not share this or talk, talk about this with her was very conscious because of what I feel like her capacity is to really mm-hmm. understand what it means to have a podcast. My mom has no sense or sensibility around what that is. And that's no slight to her, but no. you know, she grew up in the age of mm-hmm. radio and she was like, so what you mean? You on the radio? I don't understand. Yeah, that's um, what I'd be like. Yeah, it's an internet radio show. That's what it is. <laughs> but you know, I mean, we digress. But but the point is, this is this is a very real phenomenon. It's, a, it's something that's happening very much mm-hmm. in the lives of folks like us who who are who listen to this show who are part of this community. And so I just wanted to throw it out there to see what how it was rubbing folks. Um, yes. How has the last how has the last couple of years, the last year and a half shaped or reshaped how you think about work your work what work you want to do in the future mm-hmm. let us did know did it rub you the right way or did it rub you the or wrong way or is it way? rubbing you wrong girl okay was don't nobody need to be rubbing, wrong? rubbing you down oh no <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we work too hard to be rubbed wrong okay okay, okay. i don't want to be rubbed wrong <laughs> i do not want i'm too old to be I'm rubbed i'm too old wrong. to be Let rubbed wrong you. Get Let your you hands off of me. Things. Period. <laughs> I don't. I got too much. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay. I got and too much skin in the right. game now. I can't be rubbing. Can't be getting rubbed wrong. No, you got to rub me. You got to rub me the right way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> if rub you caught that the reference, right way. then good. <laughs> <laughs> That should be the title of the episode. Rub me the right That's way. That's actually what it's. Let me make a note right now. That's actually what it's going to be called. Just All right. Last week was still in Kiki Palmer. This week is Rub Me the Right Way. Come on, okay? Johnny Gill. Um, but yes, y'all. Y'all know what to do. Chime in. Yes. We want to hear your resignation stories. Let us know what the great resignation means for you and yourn. Yeah. <laughs> you <Let's> and <laughs> get into this honesty box shall we yes please because we're both sleepy and delirious Period. so if you've listened to this show for a while you already know how i feel about best fiends in my very humble but very absolutely correct opinion it is the best <laughs> match three style game by far and the rest are basically the same game with different color schemes i mean hello clink 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 <laughs> so stop crushing the same old candy and try a puzzle game with something <laughs> fresh to offer <laughs> with best fiends you play through an actual storyline complete with good guys which are the fiends and not so good guys which are the slugs your fiends start out as wee baby versions of their future selves and the more you play the more fiends join your team and the more powerful they become helping you solve increasingly challenging puzzles as you progress through the game see how that it works your mind unlike you know some things it's an action-packed adventure and a brain-boosting puzzle game all rolled into one and new content is added all the time best fiends literally has thousands of levels with more added all the time i told you all i started over so I'm back on level 100. But the cool thing about level 100 is you, your, your fiends start to evolve and they start to transform and change. And then you start getting like more powerful things to create more damage. You'll know what I'm talking about if you would actually play the game. Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends.
This episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. Win or lose, every Little League team, child, every basketball team, every football team, still rise through the McDonald's after the game, honey. You can either have your celebratory meal together or you all just need to commiserate, come together, cheer each other up with hot fries and good food. Um, either way, you end sauce. up feeling like you won, honey, no matter what. When you look around the table and see all of your people, the people that you love the most enjoying wonderful food. You can also always depend on McDonald's Wi-Fi when you need it. Okay, come on. For the for the students out there who could just g- come through and get them some iced coffee, hello, because you can mm-hmm. stay up for three days on that iced coffee, <laughs> use up that Wi-Fi when you need it. Okay, I know I wasn't the only one having my late night study sessions, early morning study sessions using the mcdonald's wi-fi also no nope. we've talked about this before everyone has been down through the mcdonald's play place for a birthday party child at some point in their life okay mine was <laughs> when when i was 10 years old chicken nuggets and barbecue sauce for everybody okay <laughs> even a good chance that you or someone that you know got their very first job at McDonald's, okay? Being (laughs) back there having a thousand hands and feet moving to keep all the things going, you know, okay? Get you, get you, get you you. together at the drive-thru, okay? And you know what I mean, honey, if you know, you know. (laughs) We all know that it's the pit stop destination that you can rely on during road trips. I know that me and my brother were not the only ones counting which exits you know, the McDonald's okay. was at. That's and the only light that I care about literally, being left Literally on. wearing our parents to death. Like, you know, it's a McDonald's that exits 74. <laughs> All right. We'll see you there. <laughs> so if you drive up to the McDonald's on a Thursday night, it's especially busy. It just might be bingo night. And let us not forget that McDonald's Monopoly season. Okay. It's a cultural, oh! iconic pastime. Listen, what do we do? My cousin LaToya drives everybody <laughs> sick for their pieces. <laughs> We love you. it though. We can't <laughs> get enough of it. Ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it. <laughs> honestly, truly. Oh, this honesty box. I think it falls in so much alignment with the kitchen table talk. Would you like to give our she/her pseudonym a listener a pseudonym? <laughs> Let's call her Miranda Priestley. Mm-hmm. Miranda Priestley. Miranda writes, wait, Miranda Priestley, what was that from? That was from Devil Wears Prada? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I saw watched that, that because, you know, did you see the the video of the white woman who got like a frontal wig? Okay, okay, okay. So It was a white woman and they, this, they was calling her yes. Meryl. Yes, Shirley Temple. Her Meryl Streets. <laughs> I fucking hate the editor. <laughs> <laughs> I say you know I was what? really irritated with the this white woman is with this undefeated this lace fresh she but it was these ringlets that was it I was, was like the, they really was, curled these ringlets with these Marcel curls and I was it here was for the clickety Shirley clack. Temple curls you know I'm not mad I'm not mad I'm not upset you know it didn't bother and that me. let me that white lady was happy too she, she was, was over there jigging crunk okay <laughs> this was like bundus. <laughs> Bundus. Get into She's my like, bundus. Look, look at my bay. It's giving. That's like, oh, bitch. And somebody called her Meryl Streets. And so I said, we need. <laughs> this is the content that we need. Okay. I don't know why. Why Meryl Streep is like all. 
because I just showed. Have you ever seen Death Becomes Her? Probably not. Mm -mm. Death Becomes Her is a fantastic movie from the eighties, starring Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis. I probably have seen it though. If I'm if I'm telling the truth, uh, something tells me that Rhonda no. might not have let you watch okay, Death Becomes fair. Her. Uh, <laughs> it was dark comedy, um, and it was also not holy. So I can imagine she probably did not let well, you watch that Well, I have seen many unholy things, Jade. Well, I think you would remember if you saw Death Becomes okay, Her. And now fair. that I've said it, I think you should go watch it. And I right. would really be very curious. As a matter of fact, I think we should watch Death Becomes Her. What is it on? on is it Patreon. on one of the apps? I bought it off of Amazon. Ah. Yes. So, so you think, think that we, we should watch, watch it on that. Patreon? You're going to have to teach me how to do that, but I'm down. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to okay. watch Death Becomes Her, and I want Kia's real-life reactions to Death Becomes Her, because I showed Tristan for the first <laughs> You saw my body what roll? What is that dance? What? <laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm it sorry. just hits Poor me. Poor Patreon, I saw all my Cheez-Its. <laughs> oh, my God. Kia just body roll. It looked like a Swiss miss, and I'm screwed. <laughs> Okay. Miranda like Priestley. That was chewing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it now I can't. Because his mouth is so big. Look at him. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> okay, we're dumb. Sorry. We're dumb. Um, Miranda Priestley writes, Hey, ladies. Hey. So I'll be 29 on Thanksgiving. Sagittarius gang game. That's your Bless people, you. But <laughs> read it. I'm sorry that was read it. Yo, you are an old shady lady. Am I? But, I didn't know that was shady. Yes, it is. It, it just it means so that I didn't. Though. I don't know. But hey. I know because you don't know. Though. Those are not your things. That's not, not your things. To not she's my like, things. yeah, I'm a Sagittarius. Um, okay. But I'm in the middle of going to an accelerated school to get my master's to become a BCBA. Okay. I chose that career field because working kids with autism has also been my dream career. But I honestly just realized that it's draining me. The company that I'm that I'm at currently is overwhelming at times. I love what I do, but I don't think it's my purpose anymore. And I'm finally OK with it. Okay. I'm finally following my heart. Okay. To my crisis, my bills are paid up to six months. I'm debating if it's worth it to quit my job and find something that will make me happy or at least content until I'm done with school. I really need to make more than what I'm making now, but I also really need my degree and my mental health back. I'll be cool doing ride share or find somewhere that will pay me at least something after I take this little break. I don't know what to do. And that is from Miranda Priestley. And so I feel like this is really apropos given the kitchen mm -hmm. table, but oh yeah, I don't know the answer to this, Miranda. I do feel like if it were me, I would sit down. I think you have to sit down and really think about the cost and benefits of the options that you have before you. Mm -hmm. If you decide to stay in your current job for the next six months, what does that mean? If you decide to mm -hmm. leave, what does that mean? If you decide to leave mm -hmm. to do ride share, if you decide to leave, like, you know, I think you need to really sit down, think about all of your options, really flesh out all of your options. 
Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, with that information in hand, with the, you know, think it, thinking it all through, um, making a choice, but being, mm-hmm. being aware and, and, and accepting of the fact that every choice is going to come with its own set of pros and cons. Absolutely. And, and, you know, every choice is going to require some level of inconvenience, discomfort. It's just a matter of choosing which sacrifice you're willing to make. Yes. Um, I think that's perfectly put. I, th- I think, you know, cause I think, you know, when we say all the time, well, I say all the time in school and stuff, you know, school is hard. It's, it sucks. Um, but I think what sort of helped push me through, motivate me and during the tough times was me remembering that it was a temporary inconvenience. There were things mm-hmm. about my degree program that I loathed and despised, but you know, I would literally go into it thinking like, I just got to get through this and then I don't ever have to do this again. Mm-hmm. And so I say that to you to say, you know, it may be the job, like what, what, what's the temporary inconvenience? Mm-hmm. And what is the, mm-hmm. the time, the time period with which you are willing to be inconvenienced? Yes. And then you make your choices perfect. based on that being remembering that adaptability is going to be essential here. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, you know, you don't really lose even, you know, even if you feel like you get into a place and you could have made a different choice you don't really lose because you learn and you needed that experience to know, you know, I don't think you lose here either way. (coughs) Anyway, Mm -mm. you, you're going to learn a lot about yourself during this period. And I, and I'm sorry if this, if you wanted me to to tell you what to do, I can't do that. I don't know your life. I don't know your circumstances. (laughs) I don't know what would be the best choice for you to make. And I don't feel like it's my place to make that call. It's yours. Yeah. And that's horrible. Right. It's horrible. But the fact is, adults have to make hard choices. That's what the the that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game in these adult streets, man. You got to choose. You know, you got to choose whether if you want your car, you know, if if you, you know, you don't mind niggas riding in your car and it smells like turkey sandwiches, you know, for six months or whatever. And you're like, okay, but I'm, I'm at peace because I can turn this meter off anytime I want to. And I go in my house and make myself some pork chops, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Or you may say, whoa, whoa, whoa. My name is Jade and there's no fucking way I would ever have strangers in my car. There's no way (laughs) that I would be in close proximity to people that I do not know on purpose (laughs) there's no way that is also okay but i think he is absolutely right taking just taking a minute to step back in us and 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 reassess and assess some more and reassess some more and just kind of not jumping two feet first Mm -hmm. but understanding that whatever temporary inconvenience that you choose for yourself is just that yeah make Mm -hmm. informed choices Mm mm-hmm Make informed mm-hmm. choices and remember that you always have the right and the responsibility to change your mind. Absolutely. And, and it sounds like you started by, you by know, building six months of bills. Period. And shit, like you're starting a plan. That's, you're starting that's good. A plan. That's dope. 
no matter what you choose to do, have a strategy, be willing to adapt, make mm-hmm. informed choices, and mm-hmm. just, you know, pull the trigger. And, and trusting that you've done due diligence. And if you have a person of faith, the faith to believe that, you know, you're not going to be out here looking stupid based upon, Absolutely. you know, your faith and what work that you've put in. You know, if it were me, I would say, I know that I've done, I've prayed about this. I've gone through the the proper course of action and I've collected all my information. I made a decision and I've asked God to guide my steps. I have to trust that in everything, he's not going to have me out here looking crazy. So even if this doesn't go the way that I think it's going to go, I'm going to mm-hmm. learn something and I'm going to take that lesson and move forward in a different direction. Either way, I'm not going to be out here looking crazy. No. And I, and you're going to be all right. You are. You're going to be okay. You're going to you be, be all right. right. Listen, we've all done some shit we don't want to do. I've done some shit. Today. I can't wait to like, give you all <laughs> <Today>. my... <laughs> right? Right now. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> but I have... Nigga, I, I can't wait to give you all my memoir. I Man, can't listen. wait for Jade's memoir so I can tell you all about some of the raggedy motherfucking shit that I've had to do in order to pay my bills. But guess what? We're not there now. We are not. <laughs> so, and we are grateful. And we are grateful. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let's move along to this self-care. All right. I All right. In self-care this week, if I had to title my self-care this week, it would be Damn Bitch My Be Hurt. <laughs> Damn bitch my feet hurt. Um and that is because after a weekend full of travel, I returned mm-hmm. to my home yesterday and my mm-hmm. feet were hurting. Mm-hmm. And I was unable because, you know, the person who I trust with my regular pedicures is out of town and was unable oh. to accommodate me and my need oh. for some foot relief. I oh, no. went onto the Googles and found that the local Best Buy carried an array of at-home foot care systems. So they had this home spa, like a home foot spa, kind of like the mm-hmm. old school joint, but this was upgraded a little bit because it's got some infrared and it's got the bubbles and things. And it's got the little massagers for your feet. You fill it up with your water. Yes. You sit there and you have a foot spa. Oh. And I also purchased myself a little shiatsu foot massager here. Okay. And I just love that because you can, I can just sit it here underneath my desk and I plug it in and I press the button. And while I am typing fast, this little contraption is massaging my toesies. Yeah. I, and it is okay. literally the best hundred dollars I've spent in a long time. Oh, that's probably good for people with plantar fasci- uh, fasciitis. Uh, fasciitis, yes. Yes, and it is for, so it is, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. My feet were hurting. I had a long day of walking. You know, I'm trying to take care. And, th- and this one, the, the shiatsu one, it heats up. Oh, like, oh, wait, it heats up on your feet? It heats up, and there's also an air compression massage feature. And so, like, it literally, <laughs> like, 
like understands the pressure points on your feet and oh. it knows how to sort of like apply pressure in the places that bring ease and relaxation. And so I cannot wait. That sounds like acupuncture of the feet. It is all that I expected I that. it to be. And it's a little, and, and I just, I, I mean, for future notice, I mean, for first, until further notice, I'm going to be sitting here with my feet inside of this thing. And uh, that's my, that's my self-care. I deserve nice things. I love that. I, I love, you do deserve, you know, we all deserve nice things. Yes, and when we, we can get them, we should get them. Um, and speaking of which, again, you know, these self-care segments, some they be coming from a place of privilege sometimes, you know, we're going to say it. Yeah. But let me tell you, I start school in less than one month. All right. So Jade's typing fast. I'm be whisking my ass <laughs> off. So I, you know, I did a Jade deep clean today. A Jade you know, deep I was clean. like, okay, you know, everybody went to school before I get ready for the show. Let me get into this deep clean of this house. And I stopped and I said, bitch, when you start school, you ain't gonna have no time to do this. Like, Morning time will be getting ready for school, getting them out the door or getting her out the door, then getting myself out the door. And then I'll be in class and I got to come home. I got to do homework. I got to record. Mm. I got to record Patreon. I got to whatever additional projects I'm working on. I've got to work on those. Um, and, and I don't have I'm not going to have time to to do that. So mm -hmm. I'm going to get myself a cleaning lady. And that I've decided. Is today i said i'm getting myself a cleaning lady um or lady you know what i'm saying whoever whoever just does the best job and 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 you know i trust them not to eat my edibles because <laughs> my home girl's home girl's cleaning lady ate one of her edibles just oh. thinking it was a piece of random candy oh and let me tell you something that lady thought she was dying <laughs> i'm sorry Oh no! That bitch thought she was eating a tootsie roll. Let me tell you how and her life went. She just ate up. the whole thing. Oh my god! Went home and was having a time. Bless having her a heart. time. Her husband took her to the ER. Oh, <laughs> so sorry. She's fine, which is why I'm laughing. But her husband took her to the ER. But she called. <laughs> She no girl no going off in spanish y'all have got to put your edibles in up you can't just have them uh, out also yes but also you can't just be out here eating random pieces of candy you find in my house you can't if it's not a bowl still. full of bubble gum bitch or if i don't have a, a, a it, this is not a public apparatus in which you but everybody still. yes take a piece this is a tootsie roll pop on my dresser how you know i wasn't like covered in that tootsie roll pop well, for later this on this is true this is true but i also feel like it's probably what if just, i'm a nasty nigga and i like to lick my tootsie rolls and then put them back in the wrapper agreed, like you don't but it's know probably just wise it's, it's for you to just both are wise them out yes. both are wise i just feel like yes. you know both and both and <laughs> both and so i'm gonna tell her miss if you find candy in this room don't eat it um, but Stay I up. am getting myself a cleaning lady because I just, I'm going to need some help and I'm not really the greatest at, you know, I be queen juggler over here. I'm like, no, it's fine. I can do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I'm trying to ease out of that. I think um, we all are. We all are. Yeah. And I think, you know, the yeah. thing is, you know, we pay for convenience. We mm -hmm. work hard and there are certain things that, you know, are convenient. And I think when you get to a they certain place. 
You have to do things that are going to facilitate your productivity and your success. And while you are in school, having someone to assist you in the upkeep and maintenance of your home is going to mm-hmm. facilitate your success and productivity, thereby making it worth it and a more than justifiable expense. So I'm all here for it. Yes, I am. Thank you so much. You're Thank welcome. you so much. so much. That is my black woman self-care. I made a firm decision today. Today. I am getting myself a cleaning lady. And I love to see it. But it's time for us to get petty. So let's move on to these petty peeves. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. This petty peeve, I just sort of said in passing, and Jade said that I had to make this my official petty peeve, and so here it goes. Because um, it's petty as fuck. I... Uh, I'm just really grateful for the mute feature on <laughs> all the social media apps because when I don't want to see something, I don't have to. And so <laughs> I mentioned to Jade that I mute lots of different people for lots of different reasons. Uh, no, I want you to tell them the one reason because I muted someone recently <laughs> because they were on vacation and I was. <laughs> And so I said, I don't want to be a part of this. I celebrate. And I think that it's wonderful that you are having a wonderful vacation experience. But I don't want to be a part of it because I can't go. And that's fine. Um, there's a conference. The ASH conference happened this past week in Puerto Rico. This I usually go to the ASH every year. I couldn't go this year for reasons. Many reasons. Many yes. reasons. And so the ASH was in Puerto Rico. And I muted every single person that I know at that conference because I didn't want, I was missing out. And why would I sit in my home and deal with my own FOMO? Okay. When I could just mute y'all. And And that's what I did. And you wonder if if Kia follows you, you wonder if you were part of this. Yes, you You were. You too were (laughs) muted. And I think that, you know, I, I pray that you had an excellent conference experience. I want that for you. I really do. I just, didn't want to see it (laughs) and i think that that's my choice and it's not you it's me i'm the petty one (laughs) i'm childish i'm being unreasonable and i recognize that just (laughs) let me have it okay just let me have it i'll be back eventually but in the moment You and your good time was getting on my nerves. And so I removed that. Okay, that's all I did. That's all I did. And I'll probably do it again. Oh, my God. But I love you. Yes, I do. I mean that. That's it. All right. Well, you know what? In the spirit of being extra petty mm-hmm. this petty peeve because that was petty as fuck and hilarious okay uh, <laughs> i'm okay you know there because there may you know there's gonna be people who listen to that and they're gonna be like damn kia me too period um, and i come and sit with me so you know there's gonna be somebody who listens to this they may not be too happy but sorry it's okay so you know when you in charge of the craft table, oh man, at a production, oh boy, man, you got to make sure the craft table is right, my nigga. Like, you got to make sure there's some fruits. You know what I'm saying? There's always got to be some fruits, 
And I'm not talking about a bowl of cantaloupe. Please. There's always got to be some fruits. You got to have some coffee and some tea on hand. You know what I'm saying? Well, all the proper accoutrements. But don't email me ahead of time. Mm. Ask me my dietary restrictions. Mm. And preferences. And preferences. And then I get to the production and it's a plate of fucking sandwiches. I mean, be upset. Just sandwiches. And I'm not saying I'm not grateful that because did I fuck up one of them sandwiches? Yes, you did. Yes, I did. <laughs> because I was starving. But you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas is working for hours on hours on hours. Just make sure the craft table is right. It doesn't have to be a giant spread. But, you know, put some fruits on the table, my nigga. Like, and don't ask me my preferences and then give me fucking sandwiches. I was like, that's, that's what it is. All of these preferences and y'all gave me some sandwiches. Upsetting. And I know that whoever is listening to this and knows exactly what I'm talking yes. about and might feel away, feels away. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that it's nothing personal, nigga. It's just do better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like when you step on somebody's shoe, don't be sorry. I enjoyed be the donut that I did have. And that's great. I'm glad. <laughs> but some fruits would have been nice to have. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, like I cannot I cannot complain because when asked my preferences, I was of the camp that said I was cool with whatever. Right. Well, I know that you I... were not. I know that you were not. That's where I was going. I recognized that when asked for what you wanted, you answered. I said it. So that's why I feel like this is a reasonable a complaint for you me i was just like i'm cool with whatever and so if i get sandwiches then i said i was cool with whatever but if the lord calls and i answer and i get there and their sandwiches Mm. me and the lord is gonna have some words if and i'm just saying isn't it a call answer situation isn't that where that comes from he calls you answer isn't that how that goes Mm -mm, but yeah no i just feel he will call you will answer what What? i don't how does this how does i feel like i heard that in a church how does this relate (laughs) to you being upset anyway all i'm saying is when asked and if i give of an, a response no, no, no. to That's what you asked me. Not I didn't the solicit Lord it. At all. I don't know, but <laughs> I'll, I'll let you finish this. The Lord, leave I don't the Lord think the Lord's, but I think the Lord, even now, the Lord wouldn't give me no sandwiches because it'd be like, all right, well, you don't noted. know what the Lord. <laughs> well, I can't speak for the Lord, okay? Noted, noted, nigga. I won't give you no sandwiches. That is between. And I'm not you saying I don't love him. sandwiches. But what I'm saying is when you ask me my preferences, don't give me no sandwiches. And my I preference think that's is not what sandwiches. the petty peeve is. Don't yes. ask me a question if you're going to ignore my response. That, there we go. Thank you. Formulated. I'm, I'm just here to help. I'm helping. You are. That's what that's I'm doing. That's why you need an academia on the team. You know what I'm saying? They can clean this shit up. <laughs> a petty one. Who mutes everybody? All right. 
and <laughs> included four. all the other academics. <laughs> I love y'all, and y'all are back now because everybody's home, so don't be alarmed. But she's like, everybody's miserable like me. Unmute, unmute, exactly, unmute. we're all back, and I'm ready to receive your stories. But the thing is, we want to thank you all for listening to this treacherous program that we call Getting <laughs> We appreciate your patience with Jade and with myself for these last yep. few minutes we've spent together. Jade first. We yes. appreciate your consistent support <laughs> of this te- of this program. We love y'all yeah. so much. And we're going to see y'all next Sorry. week. Yes. And um, in the meantime and in between time. For sure. Drink your water. That's correct. So that you are moisturizing your insides. That's right. Your organs. Yes. And you will have smooth poops. Smooth um, S-shaped poops. S-shaped <laughs> poops. Hello. Fiber, uh, mind your business because if you don't mind your business, you will be stopped up. And your mo- and um, your mind will not be moisturized. You've got to moisturize your mind by minding the business that's yours. Then you will be mentally what? Constipated. Ashy. Mentally (laughs) ashy. Nobody wants that. And and you don't want to be outwardly ashy either, especially as the temperatures drop and the radiators increase and give that dry Dry. ass heat throughout our homes. Humidifiers. We want to make sure that we are moisturizing our bodies bodies yes. and our heels and our ankles and our um, wrist in our between wrists. Our don't forget toes. to take special care behind those ears where My those goodness. masks have been rubbing yes you know what i'm saying Chasing. and if you don't do all of that your black will absolutely crack and the lord won't answer your call uh, <laughs> okay now okay you just be out here Everybody say sandwiches. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And rub you the right way. Way. Stroke. (laughs) (laughs) Touch. And rub you the right way. Stroke. I don't even know all the words. And I stroke. (laughs) (laughs) get him out of here